Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This morning, the Prime Minister on the defensive. Protests, a COVID apology and leaked texts from Gladys Berejiklian. Tonga goes into a snap lockdown after recording two COVID cases. The Australian music industry in mourning, a legend from behind the scenes passes away. Named and shamed, federal police crack down on rapid test price gouging. And a severe storm lashes southeast Queensland as the state swelters through a heatwave. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Scott Morrison is facing another scandal after admitting to a series of COVID failures and apologising in a speech at the National Press Club. Let's go live to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. He's responded to a series of leaked texts. He has, Jody. Good morning. These latest texts from New South Wales, from former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, the latest distraction of for Scott Morrison on a day filled with protests, chaos and admissions. Chaos outside the National Press Club. Hey, Scott Morrison, you dog! Inside, a concession. I haven't got everything right and I'll take my fair share of the criticism and the blame. For the vaccine rollout. If I had my time over, I would have put it under a military operation from the outset and not later in the year. His biggest mistake. I think we were too optimistic, perhaps. On his promise to return to some kind of normal by Christmas. We can't lift people's hopes and then disappoint them. And I think that's what happened over the break. With his poll ratings collapsing and the next federal election looming, a familiar promise. Jobs, jobs and more jobs. I believe we can now achieve an unemployment rate with a three in front of it this year. But when pressed on the price of groceries... I'm not going to pretend to you that I go out each day and I buy a loaf of bread and I buy a litre of milk. Announcing a $2 billion fund to combine research facilities with venture capitalists. Australia's economic accelerator. A long speech testing for some and potentially the most damaging moment. Revelations of a text sent by former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. She describes you as, quote, a horrible, horrible person, going on to say she did not trust you and you're more concerned with politics than people. A serving New South Wales Liberal Minister responded, labelling the Prime Minister a psycho. Does this exchange surprise you? And what do you think it tells us? Well, I don't know who you're referring to um, or the basis of what you've put to me, um, but I obviously don't agree with it. 
Ms Berejiklian not denying it, claiming no recollection and voicing her very strong support for Mr Morrison. Prime Minister Scott Morrison on the defensive yet again at a time when he really should be sharpening his election pitch. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Glenn Wheatley, a legend of the Australian music industry, has passed away from complications with COVID. Wheatley was a performer himself before becoming the manager of the Little River Band and helping launch the solo career of John Farnham. His life wasn't without scandal, though. He was infamously jailed for tax fraud in 2007 before resurrecting his career and becoming Delta Goodrum's manager. Wheatley was 74. The stricken island nation of Tonga will go into a snap two-day lockdown at 6pm after recording two cases of COVID-19. It's understood the infected people are asymptomatic and authorities haven't confirmed if they have links to an outbreak on board the HMAS Adelaide, which delivered aid last week. Tonga has remained virtually COVID-free throughout the pandemic, except for a single case in October last year. It comes as the clean-up from the devastating volcanic eruption and tsunami continues. The parents of a young woman whose body was found in a bath of acid in Sydney have shared their heartbreak in a Seven News interview. The 19-year-old had only recently married her accused killer and her family says she hoped to be a surgeon. Everyone hopes she become a big doctor. She wants to help people. Her partner is behind bars charged with her murder. Federal police are naming and shaming retailers who illegally overcharge for rapid antigen tests. The consumer watchdog is receiving more than 100 complaints a day of shoppers being ripped off. Its research shows the wholesale price for rapid tests is between $4 and $12. Anything more than a 20% markup is unlawful. If someone's charging above 20, that margin is too high. And if someone is charging above $30 per test, that is just beyond outrageous. Most complaints relate to stores splitting packs and selling rats separately, which is also illegal. Meantime, the cost of supplying free rapid tests to schools in New South Wales has been revealed, the government forking out more than $57 million. That's just for the first fortnight of the program, financing twice-weekly tests for students. The government has distributed 8.6 million swabs, buying them for $6.60 each. As other areas of Queensland swelter through day two of a heatwave, the southeast has been lashed by a small but severe thunderstorm. Wild weather has ripped roofs off homes in Logan, pulling down trees and power lines. A microburst was caught on camera in the rural town of Rathdowney and thousands are without power. More heavy rainfall is forecast for the state south today, including thunderstorms in central and western Queensland. The flooding emergency is escalating in South Australia. Port Augusta was hit by a sudden and severe thunderstorm, 50 millimetres dumped in under an hour. The SES received hundreds of calls for help as properties started taking on water. With more rain on the way today, Premier Stephen Marshall is urging South Australians to avoid travelling north. 
A pregnant journalist from New Zealand who's stranded in Afghanistan has been granted permission to come home and give birth after a public outcry. Charlotte Bellis had been unable to get an entry spot under New Zealand's tough COVID restrictions. She says at one stage she turned to the Taliban for help because as a pregnant unmarried woman she was in danger. The government denies its decision has anything to do with publicity surrounding the case. It's captivated podcast listeners and internet sleuths. And now, 25 years after a Queensland school teacher vanished, there's bombshell evidence. Police have finally identified Gold Coast mother of two Marion Barter's mystery lover, a Belgian national with a history of fleecing women. Written off by police, assumed to be safe and well, a family ignored for almost a quarter of a century. I shouldn't have had to fight as hard as I have to get to this point. Is a daughter's devotion to find her missing mother about to crack a cold case wide open? What happened to Marion Barter? The 25-year-old mystery has taken the family, their followers from Australia to Europe and this morning to the Byron Bay courthouse, where a coronial inquest resumed with sensational developments. Investigators have identified and spoken with a secret lover, a mystery man who claims they had a brief affair in the 60s in Switzerland and resumed it 30 years later in Southport. The man is a Belgian national with multiple names, including... Fernand Remical, the same surname Marion changed her name to when she left her family, her life and flew out of Australia in June 1997, not long after Marion or someone using her identity withdrew $80,000. It was enough for a Queensland police officer to declare in December 1997, missing person located safe and well, whereabouts? not to be disclosed. Case closed without ever seeing or speaking with the mother of two who has now missed the birth of grandchildren and the death of her son. If you push hard enough, you you potentially can get some answers. That could happen in a fortnight when the man at the centre of this dreadful, drawn-out mystery is expected to give evidence. Erin Edwards, 7 News. As more parents turn to iPads and electronic devices to help entertain toddlers, experts are warning it may come at a price. A new study released out of Japan has linked increased screen time with a rise in children being diagnosed with autism, especially boys. Ten-month-old Casper's mum knows the struggle of limiting phone and tablet time all too well. It's really difficult. You know, you can't avoid this. Now, a battle more parents may face. A Japanese university has found baby boys are more likely to be on the autism spectrum if they're exposed to too much screen time. This is certainly the largest study of its kind. 84,000 toddlers were monitored over three years, with 0.4% diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder by the age of three. The disorder three times more likely to be detected in boys than girls. Autism is much more commonly diagnosed in males and females. And more common with each extra hour per day spent on technology. What we see here is an association. It's not because there is no evidence that uh, screen time early in life causes autism. While too much technology can be harmful to a child's development, psychologists believe it can also benefit learning, but they recommend keeping a lookout for early warning signs that may show autism. A lack of response to their name, lots of repetitive play and solitary activity. The most important thing 
is that if a parent is concerned, they seek advice from a GP or a paediatrician. And the earlier, the better. Angelique Opie, 7 News. Checking finance now, US markets are trading down to start February. The Dow Jones and the Nasdaq slightly lower. European markets had a positive start to the month. London's FTSE gained, Germany's DAX also rose. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei finished ahead. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also gained. The ASX 200 ended the day half a percent higher as interest rates remain on hold. On the commodities market, gold is trading just over 1,803 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 88 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying just over 71 US cents, 81 and a half Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Children between the ages of six months and five years could receive the COVID vaccine in the US within weeks. Pfizer is today expected to seek emergency youth authorisation for its double-dose jab from America's drug regulator. If approved, the US would become the first country in the world to roll out the vaccine to younger children. American actor and talk show host Whoopi Goldberg has sparked outrage for claiming the Holocaust wasn't about race. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney. Good morning, Ash. She's since apologised. She has, Jodie. These comments have prompted outrage and calls for her to be removed uh, from the show The View. Whoopi uh, Whoopi Goldberg has apologised on Twitter uh, and addressed these comments uh, today on The View, having said yesterday the Holocaust uh, is not about race but about man's inhumanity to man's inhumanity to man. Uh, she went on to try to clarify those comments uh, and apologise when she returned to the show today. I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man but it is indeed about race because hitler and the nazis considered jews to be an inferior race now words matter and mine are no exception i regret my comments as i said and i stand corrected now, the Consul General of Israel has uh, also responded to Whoopi's comments on the show yesterday, saying that they show a fundamental misunderstanding of the Holocaust, and he has invited Whoopi Goldberg to the World Holocaust Remembrance Centre in Jerusalem. Jody. OK, Ash Mullaney in the US, thank you. The British Prime Minister has arrived in Ukraine for talks with the country's president amid rising concern of a Russian invasion. Boris Johnson has vowed to work to find a diplomatic solution to arguments with Moscow. Russia has massed more than 100,000 troops near Ukraine's borders but denies any plans to attack. Meantime, a phone call between Johnson and Russian President Vladimir Putin has been rescheduled for tomorrow. A British Airways jet has been forced to abort its landing at London's Heathrow Airport. The aircraft, arriving from Scotland, pulled out of the landing at the last minute after it was battered by strong winds. Easy, 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 easy! Oh, my God! Its tail hit the runway before the pilot hit the throttle, heading back into the air for another attempt. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. In sport, it was late heartbreak for the Socceroos. Their World Cup qualifying hopes have taken a massive hit after a two-all draw to Oman. Head coach Graham Arnold returned to the sidelines after missing their last game with COVID. And Aaron Moy Bullet put the Aussies ahead 2-1 before a devastating penalty was called near full time. And Abdullah Fowers buries it, sends Ryan the wrong way. The two-all draw keeps Australia third in their qualifying group, three points from second-place Japan. MacArthur have stormed into the A-League top four after an unlikely draw against Western United. Trailing 2-0, Ford Lockie Rose netted a stunner to put the Bulls within striking distance. Ladder leaders Western United imploded as defender Leo Lacroix scored an own goal. Thanks to the 2 all scoreline, United missed a chance to create a sizeable lead on second-placed Melbourne victory. They are first by just one point. When the curling events start tonight at the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics, Australia will be making history just by showing up. Aussie pair Tali Gill and Dean Hewitt will become the first ever curling team to compete for the country at the Olympics. The dream was almost over before it started. Gill tested positive to COVID upon arrival in Beijing before luckily returning two negative tests. Now the Davids of world curling are ready to compete with the Goliaths. I'm ready to go. I mean, I always had it in my mind that I was going to be competing on on Wednesday, so that hasn't changed. (laughs) Catch all the action live and free on 7. A 99-year-old woman has hit the slopes for the first time, proving you are never too old to try something new. An organisation in the US made Edith Warne's skiing dream come true, but she didn't expect it to be so bumpy. I thought skiing was smooth. You want to go, you want to do another one? Absolutely. It was so much fun, Edith decided to try it again twice. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a monsoonal low is generating destructive winds and flooding rain in the WA Kimberley. The trough is causing heavy rain and storms across the top end and into far north Queensland. Another trough is triggering showers and storms in Queensland, stretching into the country's south. Around the capitals now, hot and humid with rain developing in Brisbane, heading for a top of 35 degrees. A few showers in Sydney, 24. A few showers in Canberra, 21 degrees. Cloudy in Melbourne with a top of 20. A possible shower in Hobart, heading for 19 degrees. Adelaide, cloudy and 22. Sunny and 34 degrees in Perth. And a shower with a possible storm in Darwin, 31. 